Betho, it's been a really interesting week in the world. Mm. Uh, a lot's been going on in the US after the tragic death of George Floyd. There's been protests, uh, there's been marches. Black Lives Matter is a huge movement over there. And you and I have sort of been anxious to chat about it in a lot of ways because we feel ignorant. We're two white people exactly. sitting in a radio studio. There's not a lot that we can add to the conversation in a positive yeah. way. But I do think that this is a fantastic opportunity. And, 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 and any time there's an opportunity for you to reflect on what's going on in your own backyard as well and in your home. And so we've brought in uh, a guest. We're really, really uh, privileged to have her in here today, Lizzie Adams. Uh, she's the CEO of the Goulbury Aboriginal Health Advancement Foundation. Mate, thank you for popping in first and foremost. Thank you, Nick. Uh, so, look, we had a long chat on the phone yesterday uh, because I, I said openly to you that, look, I'm really... I've never experienced prejudice of any kind. I'm a yeah. six foot three white male in Australia. Yeah. Uh, I've had a pretty good wicket my whole life. Yeah. And, and that is called white privilege. Yeah. And I think that people get a bit confused uh, with that term. And that just simply refers to the fact that I've had the privilege of not experiencing prejudice. Correct. Um, I wanted to rip the Band-Aid off, mate, and sort of hit people in the face straight away. Something you said to me on the phone uh, actually kept me up a little bit at night. Oh, and that's... Sorry. Uh, no, well, it's just you mentioned to me that when you were born, uh, you're 66 years old, and when you were born, the Australian government didn't classify you as a human being. <gasps> yeah, that's correct. And do you want to? Can you tell us a little bit about that, and a little bit about the prejudice you've you've experienced in your life? Yeah, so um, you know, proudly, I was born in Kanamala, um, in. 66 drop I say um, which the referendum came in 67 so when I was born I was still part of flora and fauna so I wasn't even recognised as a, a, a human being um, and um, yeah and that's um, something you carry for your whole life mm. um, and, and particularly when you're trying to explain it to your children um, that's when that intergenerational trauma comes into it um, you know because they're thinking not only their mum but um, their grandparents and their great-grandparents before them weren't even recognized as um, human beings makes me sick to my stomach like oh. the fact that you know I'm looking at you here you, you've got this beautiful vibrant presence and and you know you, you're such a smart charismatic lady and you've come in here and the way I classify humans are people with a family and a, and a heart and a soul and a, you know and a, and a life and and, and that's yeah. you and the fact that people can be considered less because of what colour they're born. Like, how does that have to do with anything? Well, it's yeah. a foreign... I think it's a foreign concept to us, but it's because we're protected from it. A lot mm. of, a lot of yes. our lives, we're protected from it, and we don't understand that that's our lifetime. That's that's still a generational thing. Yeah. Um, exactly. Look, what, what sort of... I think as well, it's important to... You obviously run this foundation, and they do amazing things for young Indigenous people. What are the prejudice young Indigenous people face today, Lizzie? Uh, well, they face the impact of all those, um, you know, around that, which comes into, you know, we're all affected by the stolen generation, the high incarceration um, rates of our people, um, the high unemployment rates. We've got um, poor access to health services because they don't feel culturally safe and, and the environment is a bit sterile. Um, at the education system, you know, um, even myself at school, I can remember you, you were looked down as, as being dumb, um, not, mm. you know, as smart as um, others. Um, and our, our justice system, and particularly for our um, youth, you know, while there are good-hearted people out there, and um, but it's all this systemic 
um, stuff that are in place that makes it a bit hard for our kids to be able to want to, and even myself, I'm, you know, when you look at the over-representation of our kids in care, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes, and the reality is, and, 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 um, and I will say this quite openly, sometimes, you know, um, our, ki- our, our young mums are being judged on, on history, so mm. sometimes the babies have been um, caught at the hospital and, and removed from our, without giving them opportunity to even prove that they're um, going to be a great mum no oh. matter what their age, you know, yeah. so that's all the stuff Such that impacts an, um, injustice, and yeah, you know and everybody's got a story, and all of our home lives are different however, we carry that with us no matter where we go, so instead mm. of judging us um, sit us down and ask us why. You know, why are you reacting like that, or why mm. are you you suffering? What? Yeah, learn, learn about yeah. traumas. You know. I think the thing is, no one is looking uh, at this moment. Uh, you know, in this radio station, we're not, if, when we're talking to you in the car, no one is. No one is. Uh, blaming anyone or saying anyone is doing a horrible job or attacking people. No. We're just trying to learn more. And that's for yeah, Beth that's and I right. what we're trying yeah. to do as well. A, a statistic yep. that grabbed me because I did some research last night after we spoke on the phone. Uh, so over at the University of Technology down in uh, Sydney, there's a professor called Talia Anthony. She's done some research and it turns out Indigenous Australians are the most incarcerated people in the world. Yeah. In the world. <sighs> now, exactly. I want to hold on to you, Lizzie, if that's yeah. all right. Uh, as I said, a CEO of the Goulbury uh, Aboriginal Health Events Foundation. We're going to play a song. I want to come back and, and hopefully find out a way we can learn more uh, and, and try to educate ourselves moving forward. Want more? Need more? Get the catch up with Nick and Beth. Very, very fortunate to have a very special guest in the studio with us this morning, Lizzie Adams. She is the CEO of the Goulbury Aboriginal Health Advancement Foundation. Uh, first and foremost, thanks for coming in, mate. No worries. Really appreciate it. Uh, now, Long chat on the phone with you last night. It was really emotional. Yeah, you felt guys are like basically best buddies now. No, right? mate. We, I, I, fe- I felt uh, more ignorant after the chat. To be honest, it felt like we were just scratching the surface. Yeah. Uh, we did just have a chat about some of the injustices happening to the indigenous community. Obviously, there's been some craziness in the world this past week, and I think. Uh, while we feel like we live in the lucky country, it's a great opportunity for us to step back and look what's happening in our own backyards. Um, Some of the statistics, as I said earlier, uh, Indigenous Australians are the most incarcerated people in the world. For every 100,000 of our First Nations peoples, uh, 2,481 are in prison. To to put that in comparison, 164 non-Indigenous people. So the statistics are overwhelming. Uh, But Lizzie, I want to try to look forward and, and I know there's no easy solutions and this isn't about us helping. This is about us getting educated. Uh, so for mm, Beth and I, yeah. we're two white people sitting in a radio studio. We don't... Yeah. We, we've been very privileged throughout our whole life uh, uh, to live in a bit of a bubble from this stuff. Yeah. How how would you suggest people like Beth or myself or, or, or anyone sitting in the car can educate themselves better around, the, uh, A, the plight of Indigenous people, but also in any ways that we can offer support? Yeah, um, you know, throughout my lifestyle, um, you know, you've you got your genuine people who do want to learn and you've got those who don't want to. Mm. So yeah. um, that's the, the, the way up. Um, just to give you um, a positive um, example, you know, people will chase exactly what you did. You know, they make the phone call, you know, I'd, I'd like to learn a bit about this and a little about that. Yeah. Um, but the, the negative is that, you know, I've been a part of um, offering cultural awareness training um, in the past and um, I've 
like a doctor in particular, was sitting down the back of the room reading the newspaper. Yeah, okay. So, you know, that's uh, the, the positive and negative. So if people are genuine, genuinely want to um, learn about um, uh, and educate themselves about us, there's a lot of stuff out there. Some people offer cultural capability training. Yeah. Um, some people offer cultural awareness training. Um, I myself, I like to focus around the cultural safety training. Mm. So in that, it gives you um, the, the history, the real history that we talk about. We say, you know, the truth has got to be told. And then we have, um, you know, where it's just not tokenistic. Yeah. It's not tokenistic. Yeah. And it's about, you know, you guys going out and, and putting it in practice. Just mm. around being sensitive to our um, issues. Yeah. Like I said before, it's around understanding the story mm. so if you see um you know back in my day you know when we talk about discrimination um as a young child going to school you know we we couldn't afford to have the same uniforms or the school uniforms you know my mum had seven daughters <laughs> so yeah. um we couldn't have the and didn't even have shoes um sometimes yeah. so um oh. you know when you're you're you're, you're sort of um, looked down upon, but behind that was a story of where, you know, um, our family was assimilated. My dad was, um, you know, wanted to put the food on the table for his wife and seven children, so he hit the, the working um, uh, road. But I guess what that's saying is that, like, don't look down upon Lizzie Adams because she didn't have the right uniform or the shoes or the right lunches, mm. um, you know. Ask what is her story? Yeah. yeah. You know, why is she reacting that way? You know, why is she doing this? There's that underlying issue that a lot of people... And our culture is a strong culture, mm. you know, and, and, and our elders, we have respect for them. And, you know, I'm in my 50s now, people are sort of saying, you know, Lizzie, you know, you're, you're hitting that um, elders' age. Um, if I can sit down and have the conversation like this with you guys, just in, you know, what is our culture, how we focus, mm. um, how we operate... You know, that, that's a, it, it knocks that ignorance out and, and people can understand then that, you know, yeah, that's why Lizzie does what she does. And would you say that also, you know, it's important as, as a society, you know, member to um, have your back and sort of like Nick and I were saying before that, you know, doing nothing sometimes is doing something, you know. Yeah. So a negative something. Exactly. So, if, you know, yeah. if, you, if you were to see someone, um, you know, saying something that is discriminative or acting in, in a discriminative way, it's it important to pull them up on it and, and you know, yeah. try to pass on to them some of the wisdom that you've given us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's not about feeling sorry for yeah. us. Yeah. It's like I said, it's around being genuinely interested and caring yeah. and, you know, yeah, empathy is great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we want to be recognised like any other person yeah. in any community throughout the country, yeah. um, you know. And no matter what, you know, race at times, you, you've got your good and bad and everything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It doesn't matter. But unfortunately for us, um, the stereotyping and the stigma that comes with it. You're never it's, given it's, a chance. That's right, and it's, yeah. and it's quite heartbreaking. Um, and we give up before we even get the opportunity, you know. But yeah. you give us the opportunity, we will grab it and we will run with it. Lizzie, yeah. I love it. Thanks for coming in, mate. I think no the best worries. the best piece of advice is just asking how and why. And you've hit the nail on the head. It's fantastic. CEO of the Goulbury Aboriginal Health Advancement Foundation. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you for coming in this no morning. No worries. Thanks, Thanks, Nick and Beth. Get up with Nick and Beth. On hit.